Lovely citizens of the pencil community, welcome to the very, very special 100th episode of the Erasable Podcast. I'll be your host for the evening. This is Jimmy Olson checking in from the Daily Planet, and I'm here with three pencil superheroes. More than four years ago, Tim Wassum, Johnny Gamber, and Andy Welfley were just mild-mannered men until the day they were stabbed with radioactive graphite that turned them into (laughs) podcast hosts. They hit the topics harder than a 4-H and interview guests with the smoothness of a 6B. No stationery is safe from the erasables. Yay! (laughs) We put our... Hey, Caitlin. Very good. Technical prowess to good use in taking only 40 minutes to set up our live stream. (laughs) That's all it took. (laughs) Record time. Yeah. Hashtag worth it. So, uh, podcast recording is not one of your superpowers. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently not, yeah. Not no. the internet. <laughs> They're shooting for episode 200. is going to be super smooth. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Be like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or it's going to be... That'll be a VR episode. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it just keeps building up. Well, episode 100. Yeah. Thanks for doing this, Caitlin. Episode 100. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited to grill you guys on some pencil questions. Um, we may, so what we're we gonna may do, have an you, Oh, are you? You may, have, may an have an answer. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> Great. Um, for everybody who's listening, what we're going to do tonight is we're going to skip all of the uh, tools of the trade and the fresh points that you've come to know and love. We're just going to ditch that format altogether and, and hit the hard topics. So if you have any questions that you want us to ask or address hit us up in the chat if you can actually get in there so we've already established that you guys are pencil superheroes um i want to hear your origin stories um and i just want to make a (laughs) note before you jump into it that i went back and listened to episode one so i'll know if you're lying or not (laughs) oh man that's a lot of pressure (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Johnny, do you want to start? I'll tell you it has something to do with Hemingway. Um, yeah, sure. So my pencil superhero origin story is that I liked pencils after I read some Hemingway in grad school and learned more about Thoreau and his, um, you know, innovations in pencil making. And then, you know, being the heyday of blogs and not social media, I started a pencil blog and Mm. just really got into pencils. That's yawn. That's boring. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I got stabbed one time and bought it was a pencil, and I pulled it out. Like this is badass. It all got really, really awesome from there. (laughs) Yeah. Tim, how about you? I guess for for me, it was getting into. It was like a couple years after I started teaching, and I was into mostly pens initially. And then I kind of wrote about this for the new Plumbago, but a few different instances where I had uh, started this originally a pen blog. It was called the daily carry. And then it was called the writing arsenal. And now it's called nothing because it doesn't exist anymore. But in that process of doing that, (laughs) nothing, it's impossible to Google. So it really not, not working for me, but I had reached out to Andy 
and Johnny on two kind of separate questions, kind of and gotten some answers from them. Uh, and this was back when I thought it was totally ridiculous to pay $25 for a dozen black wings. And I was like, well, I'm never going to need that. Why would I ever, why would I ever do that? And so I remember having a conversation with Johnny about the Palomino uh, graded drawing pencils, the black and orange ones. And he kind of schooled me on what are the, like what, what the different grades mean. Cause I didn't even really know much about that at that point. I mean, I kind of knew, but I didn't know how to calibrate it. And so I remember texting him and, he was very graciously explaining things to me and saying, well, if you want to go for a black wing, but pay half the price, then maybe try this. And I tried it and it was cool. And then that was a slippery slope. And then with Andy, it was a pencil I had stolen from my church. It was a, <laughs> it was a round. Oh, it, was it worth it? It was going to hell. It was worth totally, it. I remember that. totally worth it. Yeah. Totally worth it. Yeah. yeah and you've never and, seen uh, one since, have you? I, no. It's worth going <laughs> to hell. Never went back. No, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> but, uh, it was, a round Ticonderoga, like a really cool round Ticonderoga. And I was just really wanted a round pencil at that point. And so I remember uh, reaching out to both of you and saying, like, what is this? Where can I find more? And then that led me down another rabbit hole towards, like, the Ticonderoga Laddie, which is one of my first favorites that I got into mm-hmm. that I found. And it was, like, this big discovery. And I wrote wrote a review about that. And then, uh, yeah, I guess that was the start of it, Those two those two instances. And then it kind of blew up from there and then, talking these two guys into doing the podcast, which was very lucky on my part because I didn't know what I was talking about. So that's me. I mean, not, yeah, like I'm agreeing with you, but I didn't, I do. Not, I, <laughs> yeah. Now I sort of know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Nice. Andy, how'd you get into pencils? Oh man. Um, I've always really liked stationary, but I think I never thought like, I, f- I didn't really like think about pencils very much until I was on, um, I think it was probably uh, Boing Boing um, or maybe it was in Wired Magazine. It was one of those two things. And I um, uh, saw that you could order a pencil sampler pack from this website called uh, Pencil Things. Uh, so I went to Pencil Things and I ordered that sampler pack and I tried them out and I'm like, holy crap, these are amazing. And one of them included, one of them was a Palomino um HB, they, there was also a Golden Bear and a Prospector in it and a couple like Tombos. And so I wrote a review for my personal blog. And then I emailed the, uh, this is maybe like 2007. Um, I emailed mm-hmm. Don, who is the was the proprietor of Pencil Things. I was like, hey, I wrote this review of those pencils. It was so great. He was like, this is great. Would you consider writing for our blog for free stuff? And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. Yes, I will. So I, uh, we, yeah. So we started talking and I reviewed products there. And this is, I think, in kind of the go- one of the golden ages of blogging where, you know, the whole community was in the comments and everybody would just mm-hmm. check out each other's blog all the time. That's where I met Johnny in the comments of his blog and in the comments of Pencil Things. So, yeah, started there. Uh, that that shut down. They stopped doing the blogging after Don sold it to somebody else. And I, so I started my own blog, Wood Clinched, uh, just because I wanted to kind of like keep on with it. And I emailed everybody who I'd ever, who had ever commented on my post before. And I was like, Hey, come check out what clinched. That was maybe two, 2010. Um, mm-hmm. And so I started there and yeah, the rest, I worked it for a brief time that led to a, a brief job at, uh, at Cal Cedar. Um, like right after the Blackwing MMX came out, 
yeah, so I've been doing that ever since. I think that would probably, yeah, I was just at the right place at the right time talking about niche stuff and sort of the golden age of blogging, I think. I the miss golden that age, age of blogging. The golden Break age of blogging. The golden age of pencils. What yeah. blog platform are y'all using? Uh, I always use WordPress. I've, although when I was on Pencil Talk, uh, I think we used TypePad, if you remember uh, that one. Oh, man. Yeah. TypePad was cool, though. Yeah, yeah, it worked, worked out really well. Yeah. I had Squarespace for that. Uh, origi- uh, originally, for the, for the first blog, it was a, a Squares, uh, Squarespace, a site that I think I made from a, a pen addict coupon code or something like that. <laughs> yeah. 10% Idiot. off using Ten, pen addict. 10% off. <laughs> we should just start using that as an advertisement on our podcast be like if you'd like 10% yeah. off uh, <laughs> on Squarespace just put yeah. in the code pen addict <laughs> hey you know what we owe the bulk of our audience to the yeah, pen addict yeah. so uh, any way we can promote him I think For we should sure. yeah yeah less less says in the chat that uh, uh, Scription, which is a really good stationary blog is still on TypePad, which is kind of amazing I didn't know you could still be on TypePad yeah. <laughs> Good job, Patrick. That's so funny. Yeah. So, I mean, I love that your love of pencils goes back to, I think, Johnny, on the episode you mentioned 2004, which seems like the Dark Ages a long time ago. Um, what's kept you with pencils after all this time? I was a time? sophomore in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Tim. Really? really? Yeah. <laughs> I was a junior in high school. Oh, okay. How oh my you god. <laughs> I was in my second year of a PhD have. program. <laughs> I was in my mid twenties. I'm sorry. That was the year I graduated from college. Both my yeah. undergrad. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Johnny, I think that question was Oh, am I going first? Yeah, I'm I think oldest. that was directed to you. <laughs> age, age before beauty, Johnny. Well, you know, since I'm the oldest. Pencil is forever. It never fades. You can find some, you know, junk pencil in your dad's house and sharpen it, and it'll still work. So I'm going to play the old person card. That's why pencils all this time. But um, so I don't pay attention to fountain pens and inks, obviously. But in the realm of the sorts of pens I'm likely to use, there's not a lot that's new. But oddly enough, in the pencil world for the last few years, there's always something cool and new coming out, at least from Blackwing or Baron Fig or somebody, and the pencil store, and then new sources for stuff. So you can stick with pencils and still try like lots of cool new stuff. Mm-hmm. So that is the largest reason for why pencils all this time. The other one is I keep having kids and kids like pencils. So mm-hmm. there's yeah. that. <laughs> How about you, Tim? Um, one, one reason that I got away from as far as like the, the blogging and talking stuff, I, I got away from pens more is that I'm, I'm very much like a tactile, like the feel person or whatever, kinesthetic, whatever you want to call it. Like I, the feel of, of whatever it is on the page is really important to me. And pencils just make me happy the way they feel on the page. Um, whereas pens, if they're super glassy and smooth, my handwriting's all over the place. And I, I just like to have a little bit of a feel and a little bit more of a, like a attachment to it. And then other reason being that, I can get that feel from it. Pencils are also pretty inexpensive. <laughs> and so once I, with this mm-hmm. whole venture and this whole thing and getting into this world, I was always looking for the one pencil or something that I could get and then get a, you know, stock up on a huge supply with, which I had already done, but that was just really 
exciting to me to be able to um, find something that I love that fit this urge for something that is like simple, uh, nostalgic, but also has this feel where I, I feel productive when I'm writing with a pencil, when I'm working with pencil and I'm sharpening pencils and I'm uh, working my way through a box. And then I was able to find for me, it was the Palomino HB when I landed on that and then bought a gross of those. And I felt like just this gratification. <laughs> it's like the, I found it. And this is really just an awesome, uh, an awesome find that I can stick with for, for a very long time. And I know that they can sit up in this closet right above my head and they can last forever. I'll be able to use, I'll pull, I'll probably be sharpening those for the next 50 years. Cause I've just got so many of them. So I think that's, that's it for me. Just the simplicity and then just the, the feel of it. That I, I, it feels like something that is earthbound, like of, you know, as opposed to something that's made of weird extruded plastic and doesn't write. Hey, sorry. Are you talking about <laughs> sorry, the Wopex? We're not friends anymore. <laughs> that's right. Don't read from Blago. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know about why pencils. I, I think, you know, we've talked about this metaphor a little bit on the show before, but I think that, like, like when you when you compare pens, like if you have to compare something, pencils or pens. For me, it's pencils because, uh, like, like judging pens is very uh, much like like wine tasting, and co- and pencils are very much like coffee. Like, I feel like there's more of a not only price but also, um like difference in quality and taste and variation in, in wine. And I think that pencils are a lot, pencils and coffee are both a little bit more subtle in the way that like you can compare them um, mm. just for me at least. And so I, I think I really like to, del- I really take a delight in that subtlety. Um, I think that pencils feel so much like a niche within the community. Like I never would have thought that I could keep it up for, you know, a hundred episodes. So, um, if, you know, if we can do this for a hundred episodes, like how much further can we go? So I, I think that's why I'm still on pencils and notebooks too. Like book deal. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't talk about pencils without talking about like, you know, the, the thing on which to use them. So mm-hmm. there's certainly a lot right. of, there's a lot of interesting like spaces to explore within paper as well. I think what you're, what you're saying reminds me or just made me think about a, a, another reason that uh, a difference between the two, the reason why I love pencils is that it's a process. Like using them is part of a process. Like, yeah. Uh, like the sharpening process, the erasing process, the like, how are you going to carry it around with you? And I just like things that have a process to them as opposed yeah. to something that mm-hmm. I don't, I would much rather if I have something important in front of me that I want to take care of. And even if it's urgent, like I would much rather be like, okay, I need a pencil, grab pencil, sharpen it up get ready to go kind of get into the swing of things rather than grab a click pen and like immediately be scribbling away at it. Just something like, I'd, I'd like that it slows you down a little bit. I think we talked about that a lot early on is that pencils slow you down in like kind of the perfect way. Um, yeah. It's very anti uh, immediate gratification technology sensibility. That's, you know, most of us function in 90% of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's funny, Tim. That's almost exactly what you said in the first episode. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, like word for word. Mr. Consistency like, there. Talking about how it slows you down <laughs> and how, you know, just the process of sharpening like centers you. Like, so in but, other words, I haven't changed in 100 you know, episodes. I am exactly. <laughs> I, have, I have not evolved at all. <laughs> on, on brand. Which, which leads me to my next question. <laughs> Let's talk about where you were. 
four years ago versus where you oh, are wow. now and what do you feel the biggest change has <laughs> I am been. four years ago. I mean, I know like yeah. your personal lives have changed a lot. I mean, Andy, you've moved all over yeah. the country. Yeah, I um, I don't know. It was, it was definitely, yeah, I, like my personal life has like really, really shifted. Um, I went from, you know, living in Fort Wayne, Indiana and um, working kind of in tech, but at a like a very small agency to moving out to San Francisco and working in a huge software company. Um, but, you know, honestly, like Erasable is the, the like consistent thing since then, right? Like, like when I moved, you know, for like a month, I was living by myself in a temporary housing and, you know, pretty close to where the Facebook office is. And I would like, you know, text with Katie and we like, I FaceTime with my family just to say what's going on. But I was, I was out there by myself. And so when we recorded that first episode of me moving out there, it was like at my like temporary housing kitchen table. Mm. And I was so happy to be talking to Johnny and Tim (laughs) that I like, I like teared up a little bit. It's just like, it was, you know, (laughs) it was a friendly, consistent voice, like in this really, really different situation. That's, I, that makes me, it reminds me of the, when you were in Valparaiso, I remember you talking about sitting, were you in your basement? Is that what it was? It's your. Yeah, awesome, I remember that. Yeah. you sitting in your like hot, super hot basement and recording from down there yeah. in the summertime. And, and, and uh, we were all, and I remember you telling us about your move and just, um, it was, it was like a weird sensation to be like, you're moving. What? <laughs> Wait, oh, but we're on Skype. So it's like yeah. you're moving to a different time zone, which is still, was still like a different, like, Calibrate. We had you know we calibrated to it, and it was like you. We could feel your move in our own kind of weird way, and yeah. But it is just amazing to have this kind of a a way to stay in touch and to talk about something. This this format, just the fact that you could be like, well, I've got to move two thousand miles away, and it's like, okay, yeah. well, we'll talk to you next Tuesday, and just right, keep exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just and Johnny, Tim, you you both had you know one less kid each when you when we started. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think that the Henrys were born like right around when the show started, right? Like a year before. A year before, I yeah, think. the year before when the yeah. yeah we were, yeah, I guess four years ago. So, yeah, I was yeah I was in my second year of teaching at that point. I was teaching middle school, and yeah, Henry was a year old. We were living in this tiny little house in John there in Elizabethan, Tennessee, and it was yeah, it was a, an awesome thing. I I, I loved that time and I loved talking to people, you know, and they'd be like, so I heard you're doing a podcast and, and I just loved telling them what it was and just waiting for their response. Be like, let's see what he says. <laughs> let's see what they say to this, which now like everybody knows, but I just be like, yeah, it's about pencils. And then like, just wait for them to like watch or what you could like watch their brain process it and be like a podcast about pencils. What do I say <laughs> now? <laughs> what Now what do I say? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I think in 2014, mm. I still had the specter of having a career again before all of these kids keep getting born. <laughs> yeah. Sad face. Yeah, I think I'd only been not, you know, working outside the home for three years at that point. But now I think my whole chi- higher ed career is probably over. I was, so then, yeah. <laughs> smiley face. I've always thought it was interesting. Yeah. Like people, <laughs> people talk about how they just don't know any like stay at home dads. And I'm just like, oh, I like friends with a stay-at-home dad and it's like he we know one of the best super busy all the time like yeah that's yeah. a career in itself <laughs> he, he looks tired yeah. all the time that's why i drink so much he, coffee yeah he used to drink like a whole french press during a recording of a <laughs> podcast <laughs> yeah i used to always lie i'm like i'm drinking booze guys i was just sitting there sucking on coffee. <laughs> yeah i just wanted to sound cool 
I think as far as like pencils go, like changes over the last four years, I definitely, um, and this is the nitty gritty stuff, but I like super soft pencils now, which I never would have touched back then. I think that's the biggest difference for me. Uh, actually, interestingly mm-hmm. that I think I've gone in both directions where now I'm willing to use like a an H or an F pencil where I wouldn't have touched it then. And I'm also willing to use like a 6B or like a Palomino, Palomino MMX that I, Blackwing MMX that I wouldn't have used back then. Just kind of willing to just mix it up and try different things all the time and just pick up something different and just enjoy it for, for being different, which back then I was very, I, m- I remember having conversations where we were just talking about like, it's got to be a B or a 2B or I'm not going <laughs> to, not going to use it. That's where I, <laughs> that's all I want. That's all I get. Uh, why would I like anything else? So. <laughs> B or GTFO. <laughs> so one of the things that's changed a lot in the last four years is that when when we first started podcasting, we each sent each other a, pe- a package of pencils that we thought the other ones didn't have. But with the pencil store and people oh. trading so much in the Facebook group, like it's become impossible to give <laughs> someone a pencil they haven't seen before. Yeah, one of the biggest changes in four like, years. It's, is it's really pencils. frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah. You'll you'll meet up with someone like I know that they would like this pencil, but I bet they've got like four dozen <laughs> yeah. of them. We've had four years mm-hmm. to hoard. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was that was going to be uh, my next question, which is like, how much has the pencil landscape changed since you guys started getting into pencils? Um, I mean, I, I imagine the community is a lot different because now you have like the Facebook group and you have so many different places that you can gather and talk about these things online that aren't blogs, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you have so many more places that you can get pencils now. Um, Yeah, Yeah, it's it's funny to think about how like Blackwing volumes did not exist when we started recording. Like, what did we talk about? No, that's it. It's almost unrecognizable <laughs> when you think about it, like what it was when we were talking about it originally, because we had, we had pencils.com and we talked about, you know, and yeah. when we would talk about ordering mm-hmm. things, we would talk about Amazon, you know, like that was, yeah. that was all there really was. Yeah. Or like and eBay. eBay yeah. I mean, it was just yeah. like those, there were like a couple options and, and when we talk about, and I remember all the time, like one of those subjects that kept coming up that we were talking about all the time that I, even I got like annoyed about was just, we kept talking about, well, still can't find anything in the big box stores. <laughs> the pencils still suck around <laughs> here. You guys, um, <laughs> Staples still sucks. They've got those one pencils that are good, but they haven't changed in six years or whatever. But like it was, that's all it was. And now there's, and even in, and I think what the Facebook group has become, it's almost like. Facebook group has become for, you know, a thousand, however, however many active people there are, if there's like 400 active people on there or something that are, uh, there's 2,500 members that for them, that podcast yeah. group has become what this podcast was for us early on, which was like a place yeah. to like, just constantly be throwing stuff at each other and talking about a topic that we wanted to talk about. And that's pretty yeah. cool. It, but yeah. If, um, yeah. And for sure, Facebook is like problematic in many ways. And, I completely respect people's decisions not to use it, but mm-hmm. but I I do think that like like our group and and really like many groups like like ours mm-hmm. um, is kind of a net positive just to the the world in general. Um, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily mm-hmm. be you know Facebook itself, but just being able to connect people who wouldn't otherwise ever talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Like think of all the the trades that have happened in our group. Um, and you know the RSVP group and the you know notebook nerds group. Yeah. 
It's like yeah. little, finding your your safe space for <laughs> for whatever you whatever you're into. It's a pretty cool yeah. thing. Um, yeah, and maybe the best thing about Facebook is giving people the the room to do that. Unless your safe space is something hateful, but pencils are really great. So yeah, <laughs> or unless your your group that your safe space is in is enabling you to yeah. do bad things. No, this one is enabling you to uh, spend twenty five cents on a pencil and then be like. Hey everybody, this one's awesome. Check it out. <laughs> you know, that's yep. so, which is so cool. <laughs> um, yeah. That's actually been my favorite experience with pencils um, since I started getting into them is like 99% of pencil people are nice people. <laughs> oh, yeah, and totally. People, when they're this talking about pencils, like are generally like really excited because I think that the communities feels large sometimes, but really it's still small enough that it, I don't know, it just has like an extra level of friendliness to it and people are still excited to share and learn and find out new things. Well, it's yeah, really absolutely. great. Um, and then you see, uh, I'm sure you all have noticed, like when you, you, you engage with certain people and you even find certain people within the group who share your love for pencils but also share things outside of that. And you're like, well, that's neat. You also like this thing. And then they start showing up where you'll see them on the Facebook group, but also they'll they end up following you on Instagram or you follow them on Twitter or something. And then it just is like, you're kind of in a continual contact with somebody who's on the same wavelength as you. And well, I know that's one of those weird things of our time and the the social media age. It's weird, but it's also nice. It's cool. Um, As long as that's not your whole world, then it's really cool. (laughs) (laughs) But what if it's your whole world? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Actually, my favorite crossover I've experienced, not to take the interview away from you guys, no, was um, rec- recognizing people's names on Amazon reviews. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, wow. I remember, uh, oh, that's funny. That's really funny. And I, I remember uh, signing up for Reddit like two years ago, and I had never been on Reddit before, uh-huh. and I signed up for Reddit, and I, I commented on a pencil thing, and I made my username Mitt Mesaw. Because I talked about, you know, I'd mentioned that like my name backwards is Mitt Misa, and I made it. I made that, and I commented on a pencil thing. And the first comment after it, like within an hour, was, "Is this the Mitt Misa?" So I had I had been on I had been on Reddit for like an hour, and I found my like niche of Reddit, and somebody immediately was like, "Hey, there you are." Found you. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is not a story about me being recognizable. It's just that it's such a small. Uh, small yeah. world and that like you yeah you start to recognize each other and you start to there's there's really not much to hide behind because you've got this sort of yeah tight-knit little yeah. group which is cool and it, i think more broadly like outside of you know erasable sphere of influence like we we're certainly like a you know a, a symptom of a resurgence of love for analog rather than like the cause um i like just all of the the books and resources that are out there kind of just like independent of that, like, you know, Caroline's book and, you know, I just read, she's, she's writing something else. She didn't give any details on that, but uh, there's that resurgence of analog book. There's a book about paper. There's all of these things that are just about pencils and stationery and typewriters and records. Um, So for sure, like, you know, there's a certain like hipster fetish element to all this stuff, but I, I honestly, it, it, Based on what I've, you know, talked with people about, it seems like it does go a little deeper than that. Yeah. 
So what's the most surprising thing you've learned about pencils over 100 episodes? <laughs> There's still stuff oh, to talk about. Yeah, that we're still talking about pencils. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> you know, before we started podcasting, before the pencil store, you thought, or at least I thought in terms of um, global availability, like, you know, in the Taiwanese market, I can get these big test scoring pencils and et cetera. But then... In the last hundred episodes in the Facebook group, there's all this other stuff where they're not just Japanese pencils, they're vintage Japanese mm. pencils. And not just vintage Japanese pencils, but like 80s Japanese pencils. Yeah. So, I guess in a hundred episodes, it's that I will never have all the pencils, so I don't even care about trying. <laughs> yeah. That's my, I think mine is, I, total, I, I totally agree with you, but then mine is also kind of the opposite, where as far as uh, who's making pencils, that I... It was really interesting to learn over 100 episodes um, how few companies are actually making them in, in certain senses. You know, like where you find out when you start it, you're like, oh, they must be making them all over the place. But then when you get like a behind the scenes kind of, you know, you get some insight into it and then you learn that there's only a handful of places in America that are making them. And then there's, oh, there's some pens, there's a couple people or a couple companies in Portugal making them, and then there's these these certain ones in Japan, and when you actually start to learn about all these different companies, uh, again, it's a much smaller world than you realize. And and then it was just interesting to learn about all the, I don't know what you would call it, like cross pollinating between brands and manufacturers, and where does this pencil come from? Oh, that's interesting. So that's made yeah. here, and that one, but that one's made in Japan. So they got pencils that are being made on two part two parts of the or you know two sides of the planet. That was super yeah. interesting for me just to understand mm-hmm. the a little bit more of the business and kind of um, global scope of of pencil manufacturing was super interesting to me. It definitely becomes the world becomes a little smaller when you can look at a pencil and be like, "Oh, hey, uh, Musgrave made this, yeah. or Diarco made this, <laughs> yeah, exactly. or something like that." Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's it's. I totally agree. It's it's just because yeah. at the same time, like. Um, it's, I think the, one of the most surprising things I've learned is that there's always something to learn too, because I feel like every episode I'm gaining another little bit of knowledge about pencils from you guys and learning something that I didn't know, whether it's a small trivial thing or it's like a major, uh, thing about the you know, history of pencils, or if it's about a certain company and, and what they've where they came from or where they split from this other company and just all that. There's, there's always something to learn. I think that was, that was surprising to me because I think one of my expectations of this podcast, not going very, very far to uh, not having like, what are we going to talk about? Was that I just assumed it was very simple and, but we're constantly learning that it's not like nothing is. So that's really (laughs) gratifying and really exciting. It's just so interesting. Um, I think it's a lot because pencils are a global tool and like you said they're they're all over the world and there's lots and lots of different companies that are making them but there's like Mm. way fewer than you would think but that doesn't mean that the distribution of pencils isn't worldwide so everybody has some kind of pencil story (laughs) yeah that's the the staggering thing to think about you're totally right that it's pencils are so ubiquitous and they're everywhere. So like you learn that there's, Oh, there's not as many people as we thought making them, but then that's also mind blowing in itself because everyone has a pencil in their house. <laughs> they're, they're <Right>. literally <laughs> everywhere. They're all over the place. The few people that make them churn out millions mm-hmm. a day, like Hindustan and whoever makes Ticonderogas. So 
now that we know the most surprising thing that you know we've learned about pencils, you guys have spent years getting to know each other now. What's the most surprising thing you've learned about each other? Over <laughs> I can uh, I can answer that. So I, as like I want something juicy. I can here. Uh, I can recognize <laughs> Johnny's voice and Tim's voice uh, via their waveform now. <laughs> I can look at an audio channel and I can see when like uh, Johnny is like clinking his glass or Tim is like you know sniffing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh, I come from a sniffing. That's family. Really intimate. We sniff a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a sniffing family. Yeah. It's like how we That's we do we put. Yeah, people are gonna start noticing that now. Is yeah, it's like uh, our family, especially me and my brother, we punctuate our sentences with sniffs. It's like when I get to a period, I sniff. Yeah. So, and now I'm gonna be super self conscious that. <laughs> No, it's I'll start coughing or something. Yeah, It'll be like, hey, hey what's really up? Good to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that better? Yeah. So. No, I... Um, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's definitely like... It's interesting that we have never, like, you know, all three of us been in the same room before. Like, Tim and I have never met in person. Yeah. And That's uh, we could be meeting right now. Tim, we could be recording this episode uh, in person. Yes. But we, uh, yeah. No, it's... <sighs> Well, Tim, are you still coming to Washington? Uh, yes, yes. September ninth, right. Andy. September tenth. We got to do this. September ninth. That's only a week and a half after my birthday. We'll celebrate let's, my let's 39th just, uh, birthday. Uh, yeah, we need to crowdfund style. you a plane ticket and just get you over for for two days. That's all we need. Let's see what you I can, can do about that. You can sleep on my graphite colored couch. <laughs> yeah. we'll, well, get a tattoo. Uh, we'll get the tattoo that we talked about at the beginning of this. Uh, Or the beginning of the season. I will go make us appointments right now. (laughs) Everybody buy... I'm going down there tomorrow. Buy lots of Plumbago issues and (laughs) buy me a plane ticket. Uh. (laughs) So, as the only one who's met both of you, one of the surprising things about you guys is how freaking tall you both are. Whenever I meet... A lot of times when I meet people that I've met on the internet, I'm like, wow, you're really tall. Like when I met Harry Marks, he tapped me on the shoulder at the pencil store and I turned around and I'm like, oh patted you God. on the head. He's you're like, like yeah, seven yeah. feet tall. Right. Hey, little guy. Yeah. No. Yeah. And also, you're both very good huggers as the only one who's gotten a hug <laughs> from both of you. Oh. Well, Andy, I'm saving a good, saving a good That's one high for praise you. I'm Johnny. Absolutely. <laughs> I, yeah. Same here. Yeah. One surprising thing. Is well, I, I don't know if it's surprising, but it's just like I, I think it's fascinating though the worlds that all three of us are in. Um, like mm-hmm. whenever I think about that, and I think about you know Andy being on the West Coast and like like your lifestyle out there, and then Johnny's lifestyle on the East Coast, and then mine in the sort of South, and it's just it is always like it's always surprising and interesting to talk to each other because we're in places that are so distinctly different from one another. I mean, um, I mean, you two are in a sort of bigger cities and so you've got that kind of similarity, but, um, we all have, and then Johnny, where'd you grow up? Was it in carbon and here? You grew up there. You were, but you were in Illinois. I grew up here. I went to undergrad. Was it? Or yeah, I went to school in, uh, well, I went to school in Boston and uh, yeah. Carbondale. So that that makes school. it even like another level of surprising about each other is that we have a little bit of Midwest in our blood, just from time spent there. And uh, but then we're also in these very very different lifestyles. And so I think one thing that I, I would also just to tag on to that that would be 
surprising might not be the right word, but um, I remember being overwhelmed by both of your generosity early on, um, sending things, offering things, helping with things, and that a hundred hundred episodes down the road it hasn't changed at all, which is uh, pretty amazing. I just think you guys are really great. So I just had to say it like that because you got you. Well, thank you. You're so you were so. <laughs> I'm tearing uh, up. Yeah, I mean so generous and so open and so uh, helpful early on, then it's, it's nothing changed. And I don't really think our, well, I'm, and I don't know if I'll do this, but I don't feel like our dynamic, our dynamic was pretty natural from the beginning. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely true. It's just gotten more, more and more comfortable. So. Yeah. And one day all three of us will be in the same room or the (laughs) same bar. Yeah. (laughs) Drinking black ring lager. (laughs) And then the bar will explode. Yes. Well, look, if we're going to drink Blackwing, we've got to come to Baltimore. We can go down to where it's brewed, which is pretty it, near where I live. And then and it can blow up in your hotel room later. But. Okay, so let's hear some highlights from your 100 episodes. Uh, favorite guest moment. Johnny, <laughs> go. Oh, man, that's hard. <laughs> Crap. Um, can I do three? Three. Yeah. So I'm yeah, doing... I I'm, the top of your head. I'm two and three. So one was when we had Thoreau on (laughs) because Richard Smith was really generous with his time and he dressed up as Thoreau because we said we were on Skype and I didn't tell him that we weren't doing video. Oh, no. (laughs) And I I thought that went well. Uh Plus, like, he's a really, really cool guy and I I totally copy off of his um, whiskey uh, recommendations on Facebook. That's cool. Uh, and oh, I'm not going to name anymore. <laughs> Everybody who's ever yeah. been on our show has been a very good guest, I think. Oh, yeah. there's That's a, that's a safe statement. There have been so many. It's it's always fun yeah. I think when we have a, really, when we have a guest think, on. Uh, maybe my favorite experience was getting Doug Nickel from California Typewriter on the show and talking to him about yeah. uh, the documentary. Mm-hmm. That was a really fun episode and really interesting and it was a little out of the ordinary too to be talking about typewriters i really enjoyed that episode and and i have uh very fond memories of the episode i think it was the only one that it was just me but i recorded an episode with mike dudek oh yeah uh, pretty early on mm. and that was mm-hmm. that was fun because i love mike he's one of my favorite people in the stationary community and I, I have fond memories of that one but yeah doug nickel was a was a great great episode great yeah conversation yeah yeah i don't know um part of it is is i I really like that first episode we ever did with anna because Mm -hmm. uh we didn't record until halfway (laughs) through so we were like pretty plastered (laughs) by the end yeah yeah. (laughs) yes i i remember i had had a lot of coffee Mm -hmm. but lots lots of coffee it was making Mm -hmm. me slur my speech that was really good and, and I honestly really love the April Fool's Day episodes. Like that, that one, Caitlin, that you and Caroline and Alex did was just like amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, that was uh, a lot of fun. Just all the like thought that went into it and like, you know, calling, like interviewing Brad. That was just super good. Uh, and then, then later, the, you know, the next year, sort of when Les and Dee and, uh, and Lenore were on, that, you know, we, I, I'm not going to, take credit for this because it'll happen it would have happened originally but like it spawned a podcast a really great podcast so the rsvp mm-hmm. podcast for those of you who have never listened um yeah so i i really like those just because they 
they do shake it up and i i guess i guess i shouldn't because those are the ones that we aren't on <laughs> but <laughs> You like it the best when you have it. <laughs> right, you yeah. still have to edit it, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tim and Abby get like a month off. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you have any favorite pencil experiences? Like any mm. any favorite pencils that you've picked up since you started or anything that's really like stood out to you as a really cool Gosh. I don't well, know, piece of the like you picked the up. The obvious one we have to mention first is the start of the volumes. Like when that started yeah. was pretty big. And then like when the 211, because yeah. that was, we had been talking about the 211 in theory. Like we were like a pencil, a black wing that's, <laughs> that's natural and this and that. And then it was like, they gave it to us. Here, oh, here it is. Yeah, that was pretty, that was a pretty big one. And, and just the, I think the, the volumes in general. And I would definitely have to include the, uh, the launch of CW pencils as a, as a, as a pencil experience, just to like have this new home base that was suddenly dropped in our lap, like oh, that was that was kind of unbelievable. So, if yeah. I if I do say so myself, <laughs> to have that kind of a place <laughs> all of a sudden available, like what? <laughs> and um, I still haven't been there in person, but just to even have that website and uh, that was amazing. Yeah. This is the same for each of you, Andy. Do you have any favorite pencil experience? Good question. Um, I don't know. I, I, I loved. I guess. I guess I love like proselytizing the uh, the golden bear. Like for such a long time yeah. in my life, that was just sort of this like this pencil that nobody used or had really had heard about. Um, and yeah, then suddenly like everybody started using it, and everybody like knows what it's like. And even if you don't like it, you know about it. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Johnny, uh, definitely the Wopex <laughs> is my favorite uh, pencil experience ever. <laughs> hey, uh, throwing them in the trash hey. is super satisfying because that sound it makes because it's so heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. sounds a bit. <laughs> no, that's a yeah. It's a hard one. I, I I would agree with Tim. I think I think the sort of like quarterly cadence of being able to like you know try to guess at the the volumes edition and the, it comes out we could like talk about the baron fig pencils the detail. And, yeah yeah baron fig pencils i, I really there, there's a lot of quarterly editions right now and it's just kind of like a huge like influx of products which i mean is it's like gold for product podcasts because we just have something to talk about right but like i really do like just geeking out over the details like that um just lets us be pundits and it lets us like really like dive deep into that stuff uh, to jump back briefly to when you were talking about the golden bear. Yeah. That does. I, um, I'm a, a, a naturally kind of like sentimental, nostalgic person. Like, and I think two things like basically I have a pencil in mind from both of you that you gave me. That was really like a cool moment. I remember early on you talking about the golden bear, the triangular golden bear that you had bought like this, like gross of, or whatever it was. And I remember you talking about those as yeah. being this thing that they don't make anymore. And then I remember that it was meaningful to me at that point, just when you sent me a package and you threw like three of those in there. And I remember, I mean, you know, it's 80 cents worth of pencils or whatever, but I remember just being like, oh my gosh, he gave me three of those. Are you kidding me? This is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Like I, I would never have gotten a hold of one. And that was like, and then on, and on Johnny's side, I remember getting when he found out that I, and I had kind of, or I guess I had kind of parsed out that I loved uh, round pencils and I like natural <laughs> pencils. And then he started sending me one by one when he'd find them, those 
unmarked, natural, unfinished pencils. And I think they were, I remember you were kind of guessing at where they came from because you, um, I know where they are, yeah, but it's so secret. I, and I still don't really understand where they came. And I remember you gave me a kind of a vague answer. And I remember trying to reach out and ask, uh, Charles Berlsheimer about it. Like, where, where, where do these come from? How can I get more? Cause I love them. <laughs> but every time you'd find one, you'd send it to me and it's like, they don't even make them anymore. And I just, that I, I still use those. This, they, I think the, the few that I have left of both of those pencils are, are right up there. Um, reverence wise with my original black wings and stuff that I've got that I'm like, I got it. I don't want to burn through those cause those are kind of special. Say my favorite thing about the last four years for highlights is every single time that I mention to somebody that I co-host a podcast about pencils, because they always look at you and like what, and like oh that sounds awesome I want to listen to that. I don't know if they actually do, maybe they're just being polite to my face, but it's pretty interesting to see people's the look on people's faces. So every time that happens, that's a super highlighted memory for me. I'm like oh I thought you were kind of nerdy, but like whoa. Absolutely, and I I agree with that because I mean I it, it it takes you right back to the beginning when somebody asks you about it and they're like, well, how did? Because every time you tell them about it, and you're like, well, who does it with you? And I'm like, well, they actually live in different places, and then they say, well, how did you get to know them? And then you get to tell that kind of early on story over and over again, which is fun. I enjoy telling that story whenever anybody wants to listen until their eyes glaze over because they're like, and I'm done. like like, dude shut up about pencils Uh, so hearkening back to uh round pencils for a minute um spencer asked in the chat uh what do you guys have in your current rotation Mm. for pencils because during episode one tim you were actually using that field notes pencil (laughs) with the green eraser um because Mm -hmm. you like the round barrel uh, Andy, you were using a triograph and a Stadler. Johnny, guess what you were using? <laughs> Starts with a W. Mm, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> what are you using right now? Yeah. Um, wow. What? I guess. I don't know. I've I haven't found one that I've like, like really just like stuck back and gone stuck with and gone back to since then. Besides the Golden Bear, um, maybe like mm-hmm. a six hundred two. Um, but right now I am using, um, still I'm using one of the Blackwing uh, one zeros, whatever, like one of the new the new the new Blackwings volumes, the Pentag- Penta pentagonal one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep, Penta using pencil. that, and then at work today I grabbed a Baron Fig, um, one of those archers that looks like a like a school pencil. Um, I grabbed. I was using Ooh, one of those nice. too. So. I guess that's what's in my rotation today. Uh, when we get back to regular episodes with fresh points and stuff, I'll talk about the the uh, timber or the the twist that I just got from John Fontaine, um, which will be entering my rotation soon. Oh, cool! Yeah, um, but yeah. Ooh, other other than that, that's yeah. It's completely changed since this. I remember using that triograph, which I still, you know, people who are like, "Oh, I only write with sharpies or whatever." Um, I tell them about this triograph because it's <laughs> the sharpie of pencils for sure. Yeah, that is a that's a big yeah. pencil. Johnny, what are you, what have you My been God. using lately in your in your rotation? So I find I use a lot more black wings because you know, I have a subscription to the um to the volumes, but my kids get a hold of them. So when I come in I grab them so my kids don't take them all. <laughs> yeah. Because they disappear. Like Charlotte really liked the 54, a lock box so or something. I don't know if I have more than lock one. Box. 
<laughs> I put them. I don't get them in the closet quick enough. Yeah. You know what? I mean, you want to encourage your kids to draw, so you don't want to tell them no. But at the same time, you're like, get your freaking hands off my two eleven before I break your arm. <laughs> So I will say neither of my children has a two eleven, but but their arms have and not been broken. Probably not going to change, but you know, they they take the rest of it. So black wings a lot, and um, lately I've been enjoying German pencils again, which I think I talked about mm. toward the beginning of the mm. podcast. Like um, the Staedtler Mars one hundred and F is probably perfect on moleskin paper, um, hmm. and just different uh, German things. So you know both ends of the spectrum, the sort of Smooth but hard German pencils and black wings, which are like you know a gel pen pencil. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Tim? I think I I I've used pretty much the same few. Like I mean, there's always some version of the black wing six hundred two core, whatever the yeah. But um, I'm pretty much always shuffling through some version of the six hundred two core. Uh, the Mitsubishi. Uh, 9852 EW, which is becoming one of my favorite finds of all of our time doing this. Um, yeah. I adore that. I adore that pencil. Mm-hmm. I could, I, I use it pencil. almost every day. I mean, I've always got one nearby and then the, the Palomino HB and the, the, uh, the Blackwing 73 is, those are still the ones that are pretty much always in, in rotation with me. But the, I, the, the hoarding instinct is, is really kicking in strong with the 9852 EW. I'm, I, I keep going to Amazon or wherever and finding a dozen of them and being like, I should just get a few. <laughs> I should just keep. Yeah, I'm obsessed with the color of that ferrule. Yeah, the like, deep purple ferrule. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the, I think, the more. And the boxes mm-hmm. they come in. Yeah. That's a, that's a that's, really beautiful yeah, it's pencil. It's right there at the top of my list. I, I, I've got, I've been sharpening one. It sharpens really well on the Pollux. And so I've always got one of those sharpening, a sharpener of the Pollux with a cap. And I love carrying, I've got like three of them that are all su- just barely sub Steinbeck stage um, that I've got that I carry in my, just thrown in my pocket on rotation. And it's super, super satisfying. Let's hit a couple more uh, listener questions. Um, what's your favorite paper and pencil combo from John Ruiz? Um, oh man, it depends what you're doing. That's a hard yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, it's still a Blackwing 602 in a um, in a uh, Baron Fig notebook, like a Baron Fig Confidant. Mm-hmm. Like I think ever since yes. I like they kind of landed on the paper that they've landed on. That's for me just been like the right combination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, I think so for me, it's thoughts? I'm gonna go, go for in front it. of you, Tim. Anything, any Blackwing on a Write Notepads mm. paper, because their paper is oddly um, resistant to smudging and ghosting, which are my two pet peeves about pencils. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it is the the Palomino HB, and it's usually a hacked wing, hack winged Palomino HB with a pink eraser in the end on a legal pad, and the one that I've really been using a ton recently is the the Tops Docket. It has like a real stiff back on it. Uh, yeah, I, I love love those. I I, I got a, a ten pack of those. And I've been using them a lot, and that that combination is it takes kind of where we started when I was talking about simplicity and slowing down. It's just for me. There's nothing nothing better. There's not not a better combination than those two for me. And then and also I, I yeah. have to mention uh, field notes. 
like a regular field notes notebook. I usually use the Chicago one. That's the one I'm carrying most often. But a a field notes with a with a black wing is a is a beautiful thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic combo. Yeah, it is. <laughs> how about you, Caitlin? Okay, here. How about me? Um, well, right now I'm kind of agreeing with Johnny. I've been using a lot of right notepads, yeah. um, but instead of a black wing, I've been really digging. I go to either a Cedar Point or a um, mm. IBM Electrographic. IBM Electrographic is like dang pencil for. Huh. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I have a bit I have expensive fancy taste. taste. <laughs> um, yeah. I know. I know. But I like these days. I don't feel. I don't use pencils as much as I was. I kind of keep a rotation of two pencils and a few pens. Um, but I am most often like the last couple months been writing with IBMs and writing notepads paper. And it's just a really, really great combo. So you're going to love a story coming up in Plumbago four. Um, there's one about the history of oh. like IBM and pencils together. So mm-hmm. what That's really? Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be that really is good. amazing. Who wrote it? Uh, Dan Lilly who wrote, um, uh, dark roast, which was one of the, an excerpt from his novel dark roast, which is about coffee and pencils. That is yeah. so rad. Cool. Can't wait to read yeah. it. Okay, this is my favorite question from the from the chat so far. Um, from Alex Park, what is the most <laughs> desperate you've ever felt to get a specific <laughs> pencil? Um, that's actually one of the... <laughs> That's a great one because I, I love seeing the, the FOMOs yeah. on the group. Oh, That's man. when the most drama comes in. It's okay. like, when can I get this? When can I have oh, this? Question. So when when volume one, I mean, 16.2 came out and subscribers were offered the option to buy those natural extra firm oh, pencils. Yeah. The 504s? I, I literally, yeah, I lost sleep. And <laughs> I think I... I ordered them with a stroller in my hand walking to pick up Charlotte from school. <laughs> I was like peeing my pants over those pencils. And then when I got them in hand, they were every bit of what I wanted. Yeah. Even though I know some folks were upset about how they were offered to only subscribers. That almost broke, that almost like broke that. the internet. But, <laughs> yeah, that was, <sighs> I was like crap in my pants over getting those pencils. And then the whole time I'm like, why didn't I get more? But oh, for sure. I, Oh man, I th- I think mine might have been before the Erasable podcast. Um, when I first learned about the the Eberhard Faber Blackwings back in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, like I was at a time in my life when I didn't have. I was working a my first job out of college. It was at a small nonprofit. I wasn't. I didn't have a lot of like, extra spending money, so the prospect of spending forty, fifty dollars on a pencil was kind of out of like was out of my reach, I guess. So I probably didn't try one for maybe about a year until I finally just sort of like got permission from everybody involved to like go ahead and like splurge on one of these things. <laughs> and I I was pretty pretty FOMO'd to try one. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Tim? I think, and this is, I've, I've, when I'm thinking back on the, the one, like, yeah, the one that, really had me the most fired up is I remember getting my first Tombow Mono 100s. Um, it was a, a set of just H or 2Bs. I think it was a 2B Mono 100 
set. And I remember it just felt like I had just decided to buy a Cadillac or something. Like when that box comes and that <laughs> the lid, the plastic lid that opens and they, they look like they yeah. look like they're in a tuxedo and you're like, Oh my gosh, what are these things? Like this is incredible. <laughs> like, I'm not touching these I, pencils. Uh, that was that was kind of a it was it felt like exciting and memorable just because it was going to a different plane and and that was kind of a step out of the box where I wasn't just doing the same like all the Palomino pencils or something where I had found something else and that was my first Super like the the beginning of a really addicting, addictive run into Japanese pencils, like uh, Japanese brands like Tombow and and Hayuni and stuff like that. So, and I remember shortly after that getting, yeah, getting Hayunis and getting um, just some regular monos and things. It just sent me down a path. But I just remember getting that box and and, and not knowing it was going to be what it was with that big plastic lid and just really attractive pencils that had an impact. Where do you guys think there's still opportunity to innovate in the pencil sphere? This question's from Alex the Hack. <laughs> well, I think it's kind of an good... interesting thing to think about because pencils haven't yeah. changed too much. That's a good, that's a good so, question. Yeah. So this is this has not happened, even though I uh, I talked about it back in 2011 on the blog, and I really, <laughs> really wanted somebody to try to work on this. But you know, they make pencils that are that have like a stylus on the end of it, like a like a capacitive touch stylus. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have never made mm-hmm. one that is both an eraser and a stylist stylus, which I think ah. would be pretty amazing. Um, so I think if somebody can come up with that, it's really amazing. Um, yeah. As far as like actual places to innovate, I, I don't know. I, I definitely think that there are ways to innovate, but I think that a lot of that will not happen until we come to a, a place where we can like, produce pencils in much smaller minimums for much less money. Like, like I think a lot of the resurgence in uh, like enamel pins has come from the fact that like you can buy them in just like quantities of a hundred instead of quantities of a thousand now, which it never used to be like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why there's all these like really amazing, like indie pen, like lapel pin companies um, and pencils just, you can't do that with. So I would love to see more, interesting and weird graphite like you know if blackwing came out with more than just four hardnesses or or they tried to try out really like weird graphite stuff that would be really great but that requires like labs and scientists and stuff so i think it'll be be a while before that <laughs> happened what do you guys think yeah and i i think you've seen andy um i don't know if it's been talked about in the group a whole lot but uh perpetua yeah which yep. is a pencil that People tried to innovate, and it was a great, great idea. But the execution was so, yeah. so poor. Was is that that weird Italian thing made of recycled graphite? Yeah, yeah, and rubber, was, yeah. I think. yeah. You sent me one of those. I like, I like it. I don't like to write with it. Yeah, but <laughs> <trying. laughs> yeah. I pet the it design is beautiful, but yeah. yeah. And then there's like that napkin thing. The um, it's made by the company called Napkin that just like has a like oxida- oxidization reaction on the paper. And, you know, I wrote a big review about that. That mm. actually gets a lot of play. A lot of people read that. Um, huh. And I know that like Chris Roth really loves it. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I just can't, just can't do it. So I, so I guess maybe there is innovation. It's not very good innovation perhaps. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there, there's room for a Blackwing to talk to us in private and make a pencil to our specifications. <laughs> hint, hint, hint. And 
I th- I think with you know how specific we would be, even if it's not that different, that counts as innovation <laughs> because we would be very very specific. Yeah. I think as far as like innovation on the pencil, I don't have a really good idea. But as far as innovation on uh, the availability of pencils, I feel like um, the next. I feel like it's it, it needs to bounce back at some point, and I think it will bounce back at some point. It's, the hint of it is the the uh, USA Golds and stuff like that. But just to get decent, even cedar pencils back in to places that anybody can get to them, like Targets or whatever, you know, um, or, or or if it's online, mm-hmm. even. I mean, just to think about how cool it would be to be able to walk into a grocery store and see a pack of forest choice or or some cedar points that are just available that maybe the price comes down a little bit where um, it, it, you know of course in my head i'm thinking about like if people just knew that spending five dollars on a dozen pencils is going to last you a lot longer than spending a dollar on a dozen <laughs> pencils because they're not going to break every time you sharpen them <laughs> Uh, but yeah. I don't think we really have the. It's too the bad there's not a podcast where you can. Yeah, spread the we, word we need to raise. Only. We need to raise. We start a Patreon or something. Yeah, and raise it's enough funds idea, to make a TV commercial to air at the Super Bowl. <laughs> Educ- can, we, can we get that? Yeah, can we get that catheter cowboy guy who's on yes. like, Oliver's show? It's got to be him. <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll get the catheter cowboy guy. And he will explain to everybody catheter cowboy. What's why this? pencils are? Uh, why you got to buy good pencils? So, yeah, where you can get them. <laughs> I think the last thing I'll say about this is that I, I I would love to see innovation in the customization space. Like, oh yeah, you know, from you can you can order fifty you know pencils with some words, some like letters stamped on it, or you can go and like spend like lots more money getting like a bunch of pencils in different colors with different ferrule colors and different eraser colors. But I would love to see smaller minimums with like more customization options. I'm like, I want to jump in from the manufacturer standpoint and be like, well, when manufacturing gets cheaper and easier. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, for sure. That's like the, the next step after manufacturing, you know, having more options. So yeah, that's the barrier at least. So what's on the horizon for the podcast? Uh, Tim, I know you have some exciting things ahead for you that are not related to Erasable. Yeah, I mean, for on my end, I mean, I'm taking a little break from Erasable to get this started. But with uh, the membership is probably, we're trying to get uh, five or six episodes in the can before we uh, release a first one, just to be ahead at first. And we're doing it in in season. So it'll be a season of about a dozen episodes. So it'll be like three months on three months off kind of thing. Um, and that'll probably be Mm -hmm. around September 1st ish. I'm guessing when we'll start publishing those, but we're, uh, going to record the first one in the first official one. We've done some, some practice, uh, a practice recording, which went really well. And the first official Mm -hmm. episode, our first recording day where we're going to do two episodes is going to be in, uh, in about a week and a half. So, uh, nice. yeah, we got the, the website's going to be up and running fairly soon. We're just pecking away at stuff, um, working together at membershippod.com. Really excited. We're just starting to reach out to, um, the Wendell Berry's publishers and stuff about just kind of being in touch with people who are 
you know, most closely involved with his work and his books and just letting everybody know that it's coming, stuff like that. But really excited. And it's been, just been good to get back into his books and be reading uh, his work yeah. Yeah. Uh, again. And feels really good. But I'll, I'll definitely, once the, once that gets gets running, I'll be jonesing to get back to doing, <laughs> to doing this. I, I won't be able to stay away <laughs> long. But, yeah. Um, On the erasable end, I think that in... On the episodes when when Tim's not joining us, we're we're gonna try try out different voices, not as a replacement for sure, but just like you know, just see what it's like having having different voices on just to people talk who might about stuff be and, like more interesting yeah. or funnier <laughs> or smarter, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, less just stuff like less deep voice. Like, uh, less. I think I speak for Johnny when I say we're looking for people who are objectively better than Tim. Yeah. Okay. Uh, That's yeah. fair. <laughs> no. That's objectively right. being you gotta, the word there. You got to keep going up. Can't can't go backwards. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and they're better huggers too. I volunteer so. as tribute. <laughs> <There you> <laughs> <go>. <laughs> yeah, we've done. There you go. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, we've, we've got a couple of good, um, interesting ideas on deck for the next couple yeah. of weeks. So for sure, like so. Tim is. Tim, you're. I don't want this to turn into a, a like you know. Uh, Obituary farewell Tim episode, episode, but I I think we'll, hard, we'll be I think we'll be hard pressed to find anybody who's as like thoughtful and steadying as you are. I think that you lend. I mean, when mm. when Caitlin said that you said something almost word for word from the first episode, I think that you know it's super like in character for you because you are for sure like the most like thoughtful and just like like you know staying the course person I've. <laughs> One of the, not to use a Bushism, but no, no, uh, no, no. Uh, I'm glad I'm glad I'm appear that way because yeah, yeah. See the, but I, uh, no, thank you. But I, yeah. Tim is, yeah, uh, you're a very thoughtful person. Tim is steadfast and like yeah. fast. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna cry. That that'll be that'll be tough, but I'll I'll be listening and. And eager, eager to get back. And there'll be some of those, some of those, even those recent ones that are coming up that I just don't think I'm going to be able to stay away from. So we'll be in touch about that. <laughs> we'll be in yeah. touch about that. Um, and I was, yeah, I was. Good. You know what? We're going to keep pitching once okay. you can't stay away. <laughs> Try me. Yeah, okay. so you'll be going no, for like wrong. one episode, yeah. maybe two. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're gonna we're going to start doing musical episodes where we just sing our reviews. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think we're going to start doing Silent uh, episodes. video episodes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and also mouth harp <laughs> episodes. It's just everything's a mouth harp. Yes, Andy raps and I mouth harp. <laughs> it's gonna be, be freaking awesome. awesome for for, for ninety minutes. Variety show. Yeah. So I have one final question for you guys. Yeah. And that is, what are you doing to celebrate episode one hundred? Kate, well, Caitlin, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'd, I'd love to say that we're all going to go out and get a few drinks, but uh, uh, we are thousands of miles apart. Space and time is working against we're us. Gonna, we're going to figure out how we're to get together us. and get tattoos, I think. <laughs> yes, yeah. There uh, we go. In the meantime... Look, now, someone recorded that also, and he's getting a tattoo. <laughs> That'll be our first video on our YouTube channel. It's going to be like... <laughs> just, just Andy like, eating a tattoo. Like, oh, my I'm gonna God. I'm going to go... Ow, uh, ow. I'm going to make appointments with my guy, like, this week. <laughs> <laughs> You're in trouble if you don't show up. So, uh, so really, I thought this would be a good opportunity to tell, tell everybody about something we kind of tried to spoil a little bit, or give a spoiler for, which is 
Um, for the next two weeks, we are going to have a thing you can buy to support the show and to commemorate episode 100. So if you go to uh, erasable.us slash erasable100, all one word, um, you can see a picture of this, which is a uh, custom foil-stamped uh, Baron Fig Confidant with a special logo, special Erasable 100 episode logo on it. Um, we're selling it... Uh, we have to do a, a minimum of 50 pre-orders, which I think we can totally do. Um, yeah, definitely. And yeah, we can get this and send it out. We did mark it up a little bit from what we're, we're paying for it, but only because uh, it's going to go to support the show, like, you know, hosting costs and, and whatnot. Um, so yeah, if you listen to this episode before July 23rd, um, please please go to erasable.us slash erasable100 and, and get this great confidant with our logo on it. Yeah, it's a, uh, I guess we should mention it's dot .grid, right, on the inside? Yeah, it's dot .grid. It's the yellow um, It's the yellow stock confidant. Like, we, I don't think we can get a minimum so we can, like, customize our own cover, but we for sure can get a minimum to, uh, like, to, to put a foil stamp on a, a stock color, and that yellow is just perfect. Like, if we... If we customized one our, like completely ourselves, I don't think we could do much better than that. So we have a red, red foil stamp on the yellow, which are pretty prominent colors in our logo. I love your uh, little blurb under the image that's going to be stamped onto it on the, the website where it says, like, terrible Photoshop mock-up or something <laughs> something like that, whatever you, uh, yeah. whatever you whatever you'd written. Like. I was reading a tutorial on how to, uh, uh, like, simulate a foil stamp texture and i was just like i was not doing it correctly so yeah head, head on over there we'll uh we'll be posting this in the group we'll post it in the chat i'll have it in show notes we'll have it all over the place but that's that's how you can help us celebrate episode 100 support yeah. your local podcast yeah. folks yeah <laughs> i'm excited for that i i i uh i've been i've gotten mushy in a few different ways over the course of the episode in little ways, but I just, uh, hundred <laughs> episodes is, 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 feels really crazy. And I really can't believe we've been doing it this long, which we've already said, but just, I think it's worth saying again, because it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun and it's, it's amazing that it feels as consistent as it was. And, and we, I, I, I do like that our approach wasn't as hard lined as, you know, once a week or exactly on the same day, every other week that we just kind of uh, started this thing that we all wanted to do and all love doing with each other and allowed it to fit into our lives. And even when we're on opposite, literally opposite coasts, that's been a lot of fun. Four more years, four <laughs> more years, four more years. <laughs> Look, in the United States, we're not even going to mess with that. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> yeah. Knocking on wood. Yeah. So, thanks for doing this, Caitlin. It was, yeah. It was a lot of fun. I, we appreciate yeah, you coming and joining thanks us. Thanks for having oh, me yeah. on. I owe you some beers next time I come to New York, which will be soon. Man, I'm jealous. I'm going to go to New York. That would be fantastic. Everybody come to New York. You can stay in my tiny studio apartment that doesn't have air conditioning. (laughs) You know what? You, me, and Henry are going to a delicious bar. (laughs) Come on, Henry. (laughs) Henry's going to drink you at our table. Like four four empty glasses. He's gotten served a couple times. I had my carrier one time. They brought him bubbly water and brought me a beer. It was was a good time. He's no, a party I'm uh, really, really happy that you guys asked me uh, to do yeah. this. Um, this uh, the Erasable podcast has been a really, really big part of my my pencil fandom, if you will, 
and it's been amazing getting to know you guys over the last couple of years. Um, Tim, someday oh, maybe we'll happen. meet in person. Maybe you'll meet. Maybe you'll meet Andy in person. Maybe you'll. One big up. hug fest in New York. There's <laughs> a two day long hug in New York. So, a uh, hundred episodes later, do we know where to find <laughs> the Erasable Podcast? Um, you can find me at erasable.us. No, that's where you find all of us at woodclues.com. <laughs> um, on Twitter at awelfly and Instagram at the same. Yeah. How about you, Johnny? I am on the interwebs at it pencilrevolution.com and on Twitter and Instagram at Pencilution. Yeah, and Tim? Which I can't find spell. me on Twitter at Tim Wassum and I'm on Instagram at Timothy Wassum. And uh, Caitlin, you you steered the ship today. How about you? All right. Well, you can find me on Instagram at Kate.Elgin. I do have a website that I just Yay. built, but it's not populated very much. So don't get too excited. <laughs> it's just CaitlinElgin.com. Cool. It just has my resume. <laughs> we'll be checking it daily to make sure that you update yeah. it and get it. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and just so uh, Caitlin doesn't have to do all the little bits at the end, um, I'll go through it. Um, you can find Erasable at uh, erasable.us. Uh, you can find this episode at erasable.us slash 100 for show notes and episode recordings. Uh, our Facebook group is facebook.com slash group slash erasable. And our page is slash erasable podcast. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, we're at Erasable Podcast. And uh, again, plugging our amazing 100th episode notebook. Uh, go to erasable.us slash erasable100 to see this. And if you're listening to this before uh, July 23rd, 2018, that is that is the date which we will stop selling orders for this. So buy early and buy often. Come and, come and pick up your confidants. So uh, thank you all very much. Sweet order. Yeah, and thank you, thank you so much, Caitlin, for being here and and helping us with this today. Thank you, guys, and really, really, truly, congratulations! Um, this podcast is so charming yeah. and fun. You really do get the love of pencils. <laughs> from it. Absolutely, wait for you. We got it. Like, congratulations on pulling this off because you've because <laughs> you're, st- you're you think- congratulations on still being here because uh, yeah. we can't. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, uh, th- thank you all of those and all of those of you in the Erasable Discord. Thank you for waiting around for half an hour while we tried to figure out yes. our tech problems. And uh, we'll see the rest of you in episode one zero one. The intro music for the Erasable podcast is graciously provided by This Mountain, a collaborative folk rock band from Johnson City, Tennessee. You can check out their music at www.thismountainband.com.